Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to go ahead and get into my message uh, this morning and talk to you um, uh, about something I feel the Lord has laid on my heart. And it's really taken from what I started last week in light of where we are in our nation today and where we're headed as we go toward uh, a presidential election and the things that are happening in our culture that we never thought we'd ever see before, but we're seeing things like uh, just your mind can't even wrap around some of the things that we're seeing now. And I shared with you last week about this word that we find in the scriptures all throughout. It's the word arise, arise. And that word arise, it means to come alive. It means something that's been resting or something that's been sleeping needs to come alive again. That word arise means to, to come back to life and, and not only come back to life, but take a position. That word arise means to, to make yourself visible and to be active in power. And, and I really believe that the Lord in the day that we're living in, I believe he's speaking to the church and it's time for the church to arise. It's time for the church to arise, the global church. It's time for Mount Olive First PH to arise. It's time for us to arise. It's time for us to come alive. It's time for us to wake up uh, from a spiritual sleep and to come alive. It's time for Mount Olive First PH Church to take a position, a righteous position. It's time for the church to arise and be visible to a lost and dark world. It's time for the church to arise and to be active in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's time for the church to arise. <laughs> Glory to God. And last week, just a little quick review, uh, I spoke to you on how uh, from the uh, book of Joel, the prophet Joel, he encouraged us uh, from the time that he lived in that we need to arise and we need to turn back to God. If there's ever been a time that we need to uh, come back to life and, and arise and turn back to God, it's the day that we're living in. We need to turn back to God. And, and the prophet Joel reminded us the way that we turn back to God is, first of all, we need to recognize the times. Are you recognizing the times that we're living in right now? Even lost people are recognizing the times that we're living in right now. We need to recognize the times, and then we need to return back to God in repentance. That means turning away from sin and turning to God. And we need to return back to him in repentance, and when we do, Joel says we need to realize that when we do that, God can restore our lives and God can restore our land. Aren't you thankful that we serve a God of restoration? Anybody know anything about God's restoration? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And this morning, I believe God wants to speak to us, really one of the keys to turning back to God for us, and that is for us to arise and be united for us to arise and be united. So I've titled the message today, Arise, the United Church of America. The United Church of America. We're, we're living in a day, I, I think all of us can agree, we're living in a day in this nation that there's so much great division and disunity. 
We see it everywhere we turn. We see it, uh, this division. Our nation, this great nation that we live in that we call the United States of America appears now to be the divided states of America. Now, I'm sure all of us could agree. It seems like when uh, the closer that we head toward November and the election, it seems like the, the, the division and the, the vicious attacks are happening more frequently as you look on television. You got one person attacking another person and, and then you got groups attacking another person and, and, and their personal attacks that are becoming more vicious by the day and all it's doing is sowing division and strife right into our nation. People tearing down one another and the thing about people tearing down one another, uh, listen, people are out there, and I don't think they even care what the consequences are. They're using lies to, to uh, assassinate people's character. They're using lies to tear down people's lives and to tear down their families. Listen, we got a real problem on our hands in America, and it's because we are divided. Vicious attacks on one another that are full of hatred and full of anger. There's, there's so much tension there's so much tension. You can feel it. There's so much tension in the atmosphere and, and there's so much division in our nation today. But I want to remind you, please listen to me. This is not the first time that our nation has had to deal with this. We will get through it. Hallelujah. This is not the first time our nation's had to deal with great tension and, and division. One of our America's greatest presidents was uh, Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln, he, he led our country through one of the darkest and most divided times in our history when he was working to abolish the evil of slavery. And on June 16, 1858, Lincoln gave a famous speech at the Republican Convention that touched the heart of America. And the famous speech that Lincoln gave, it was called, A House Divided Against Itself. And in Lincoln's speech, you know who he was quoting? He was quoting the Lord Jesus Christ. He was quoting the Lord Jesus Christ. It's found in Matthew 12, 25. It's found in the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of Luke as well. But listen, these are the words that Abraham Lincoln was quoting, the words of our Lord and Savior. When Jesus said this to a bunch of Pharisees, he says, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and every house divided against itself will not stand. Jesus gave those words when they were trying to accuse him of actually being the devil. And he says, a house divided against itself will not be able to stand. And Lincoln, in this speech that he was given to America, he was reminding America in one of the most divided moments in our history. Listen, he was reminding them, if we remain divided, if, there's, if this division continues, America is going to fall. And we see some of the repercussions of what happened there with, through the Civil War. But the same could be said today. The same could be said today with all the tension and all the division that we see going on in our country. That if something doesn't change and something doesn't change quickly, the America that we know will no longer exist. It will fall. Why? Because a house divided against itself cannot stand your house, the White House, God's house, it don't matter what house it is, if it's divided, it cannot stand. A nation divided will fall. A government divided will fall. A church divided will fall. A, a, a home divided will fall. A marriage divided will fall. A team divided will fall. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's divided against itself, it will not be able to stand, but it will fall. Division... Division is dangerous because it makes us weak. 
where we're unable to stand. So what's, what's the solution? What's the answer to the division that we see going on in, in America today? Let me tell you what the answer is. The answer is the church. Hallelujah. The answer is the church through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look in the book of uh, the Gospel of John, John chapter 17, you can turn there now. That's your homework this week. You've got to read John chapter 17. I hope you did Joel last week. John chapter 17, you'll come across one of the most powerful prayers by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus in John chapter 17, he's praying to his Father, and it's a powerful prayer. And it's broke down in, in three different sections, really four. Jesus starts off the prayer praying for himself. You know, sometimes it's all right to pray for yourself. Lord, help me not to knock somebody upside the head today. Hallelujah. I'm just playing. We pray for ourselves, and then he begins praying for his uh, followers that are there, the disciples, and then he's praying for uh, the church, and then he's praying uh, uh, for the future church. And, and it's a powerful prayer that Jesus is praying, and he's praying to the Father. And I want you to notice toward the end of this prayer, he focuses on the main thing, the main thing. And he says here, he says, I'm praying for perfect unity. I want my church to be one. That's what he's praying for, and he says these words. And just listen to these few verses right here. Verse, I added in verse 22. It's just powerful. Jesus is speaking in this prayer to the Father, and he says, I have given them the glory that you gave me. Hallelujah. That they may be one as we are one. He's talking to his Father. I in them and you in me. And listen to this. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Man, what a powerful few verses there that we could unpack and just be so blessed by it. But the main thing is Jesus is praying. Listen, the solution to the division that's going on, the solution is to come in perfect and complete unity. So what is unity? What is unity? We have so many definitions of what unity may be. We think unity is all of us dressed alike, all of us looking alike, all of us talking alike, where there would be no disagreements. That's not unity. That's not what the Bible calls unity. Jesus gives us the definition right here of what unity is. This is unity. Unity is oneness in Christ, carrying out God's kingdom purposes. That is unity. Unity is oneness, oneness in Christ, carrying out God's kingdom purposes. Here's what unity is. Unity is different people who all are one in Christ carrying out God's assignment for their life. Different people who are one in Jesus Christ. Paul knew something about this when he said in Galatians 3, verse 28, he says, listen, he says, there's neither Jew or Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for we are all one in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So that tells me right there through what Jesus prayed and through what Paul said that in God's eyes, there's no black church, there's no brown church, there's no white church, there's one church and it's the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One God, one faith, one baptism, one church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does our nation need? What does our nation need? Amen. Our nation, in this time of division, needs the church to arise in unity. 
in perfect unity, a oneness in Christ, carrying out the assignment and the purpose of God for our life. But the question is, how, how in the world will the church arise? How will the church arise in unity when the culture that we live in is, is divided politically? There's so much religious division and, and re, uh, racial division in our land. How in the world will we ever arise in unity? Well, we'll do it when we're united in prayer. When we're united in prayer. Because Jesus is telling us in this prayer here that we would all be one, one, one body calling on the Lord Jesus Christ to come and intervene in this divided land. Last week I talked to you about the prophet Joel who was living in the midst of a, a land that was devastated but also divided. And what did Joel do? Joel called for a solemn assembly. He says, listen, the land has been devastated. The land is divided. What do we need to do? We need to gather the people together and let's pray and call on God. And so he called, he sounded the alarm. He sounded the alarm and he said, it's time to gather the leaders. It's time to gather all the people. It's time to gather all the ministers in the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to him. And what we see here in the prophet Joel from last week is a picture of God's people unified in prayer and trusting God to restore their hearts and also restore their nation. So God help us in this time to be unified in prayer. And, and listen, prayer is so crucial. It's so crucial for us to be united in prayer. And that's why Jesus was praying in John chapter 17 for the church to be one body. Jesus knew the power of a united body. He knew the power of one body. If we would come together, united as one body, and begin to call on him, he knew that there was power to change the atmosphere where we could experience the power of God and see a manifestation of the glory of God right here on our land. Jesus knew that. And that's what we need. We need, we, need to, we need to experience the power of God and we need to see a, 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 a manifestation of the glory of God. And it's going to happen when the church is united in prayer. Listen to me. There's something powerful that happens when we pray together. We see that in Acts chapter 2 when God's people, 120 followers are all gathered in the upper room and they're united in prayer. They're united as one body and they're seeking God. And what happens? There's a manifestation of the glory of God and the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon him and they're baptized in the Holy Spirit and they're filled with the Holy Ghost and they begin to speak in tongues and God makes them a great witness for him. What we see there is a united body that is calling on God and the atmosphere begins to change and then the power of God comes and there's a manifestation of God's glory. How many of you want that in your life? How many of you want that for our church and for our community? There's something powerful and supernatural that happens when God's people are united in prayer. I, I, listen, our united prayers, our united prayers moves the heart of God. Our united prayers move the hand of God. Don't you want to see the hand of God begin to move in our nation, in our lives, in our homes, all across this community? It's going to happen when we come together praying as one body. This church I'm telling you about here in Acts, there was a demonstration of the power of God and there was the manifestation of the glory of God. But then look what happens. There's, there's, a, uh, there's an attack on the people of God. And they began to encounter some unstable times due to the vicious attacks that were coming against them. But I want you to notice what they did. When the vicious attacks came, what did they do? Did they get on Facebook and retaliate? No, they united in prayer. 
What, what happened when the angry mobs began to attack the early church? What, what did they do? Did they, did they go buy all the ammunition they could buy and get ready to pow, 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 pow? No, what did they do? They united in prayer. Every time the church united in prayer, God started moving. Every time, every time they unified together as one body, you could bet on one thing, God was going to begin to move. And what a lesson that is for us today. What a lesson that is for us. When troubles come our way, we need to unite in prayer so we can see the hand of God move. When, when things around us start to crumble and fall, we need to unite in prayer so we can see the hand of God move. When our nation continues to become more unstable by the day, we need to call on God in united prayer so we can see the hand of God move. When life, when your life becomes unstable because of things that just happen, you need to unite in prayer so God's hand can begin to move. When our families become unstable, you need to unite in prayer so we can see the hand of God move. When our future seems unstable, we need to unite in prayer so we can see the hand of God move. I'm just telling you, friend, you look what happened to the early church, and when they united in prayer, the supernatural hand of God began to move. When they united in prayer and began to call on God in united prayer, the Holy Spirit came upon them. When they united in prayer, what happened? They were filled with the Holy Ghost and people were, begin, uh, were being saved. Places they were meeting in when they were united in prayer, those places began to shake. We need some places to start shaking again. We, we need our colleges and institutions out there that are teaching our children. We need them to be shaking. And we need some places right here in our community to be shaking. We need the liquor store to be shaking. Shut it down. We need these other places shaking. Shut them down. Shut them down. <laughs> Glory to God. Shut them down. Do it shaking, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When they began to unite in prayer, the places started shaking. Guess what else? Chains began to fall off of people. Hallelujah. They were united in prayer and prison doors were open. They were united in prayer and people were being set free. United in prayer and people were being healed. United in prayer and people were being raised from the dead. And you may have showed up today and you might have walked in, but you might be dead in sin and dead in your trespasses, but God can raise you back to life. He can make you new again if you'll just call on him and make him your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Man, I almost sang a song there. <laughs> God help us to unite in prayer. If we're going to see the hand of God move in these dark and divided days, it's going to take the church coming together in united prayer. I really believe that with all my heart. That we would need to unite in prayer. Let me tell you why we need to unite in prayer because the devil was real and the devil is scheming and the devil is trying to divide the church because you know a house divided that's against itself cannot stand. It will fall. The devil will work overtime to try to create division in any church. Can I get an amen? amen. And he's doing all that he can. And listen, if we continue to refuse to pray and unite in prayer and we let the devil just have his way, I believe what we're going to see is things around us are going to continue to crumble and continue to fall because the church has fallen. And so we need to make sure we're united in prayer. This is a critical hour we're living in. Please, church, listen to me. 
This is a critical hour that we're living in, and we need to be united in prayer and calling on the Lord in prayer. And we're going to be doing that in different ways uh, going forward. We're going to be praying. We're going to be fasting. We're going to share some prayers that we can all unite together around. But I'm telling you, there's power in united prayer. United prayer can push back the work of darkness. United prayer can confuse the enemy and his plans. United prayer can open up the heavens. United prayer can bring revival to this nation. United prayer can open up the heavens, and we can touch the hand of God and he can begin to heal our land for the Bible says if my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways he says then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land friend we need to unite in prayer because God is the only one that can heal this land maybe you got something in your life that needs healing today God can do it if you'll just turn to him friend you got to turn to him in prayer. The church is called, Jesus said, to be united in prayer, but also to be united in purpose. Jesus' prayer, if you look at it real closely in John 17, you're going to notice there's a purpose to the prayer. There's a purpose. Jesus asked his father, listen to this now, he asked his father that his church would be one. That, why? He says, I want them to be one as you and I are one, and I want them to be one so the world will know me. That's the purpose behind this prayer. There's a united purpose that, that we would be one, that we would be in unity, that we would be unified. Why? So the world will know Jesus. And that's the purpose of the church being united so we can be a bold witness that will make Jesus known to this world. The church is to be completely united so we will be a bold witness winning souls to Christ. And churches wonder today, they wonder why, we wonder why churches are declining in America, and they are. We wonder why churches are shrinking by the day in America. We wonder why people are not getting saved and coming to know Jesus Christ. Let me go ahead and tell you, the problem is not our God. The problem is the church, and it's because we've been divided. We're just as divided as the culture. When you look at the overall church, you see division. How in the world can we expect our nation to be unified when God's people can't even be unified? The division that we see in our land today with politics, the division that we see racially, the division that we see is creep right into the church. And guess what? That's a big problem and it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. I'm, I'm telling you, I have conversations with some pastor friends and man, I'll, I'll walk in there and we, man, we had a powerful service. We, God's doing it. And they say, well, can I talk a minute? And they'll talk and then next thing you know, man, I'm like, Lord Jesus, thank you for my all our first Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But it's because the devil will bring in division and create problems, and it's a dangerous thing. And it brings along a lot of stuff. It brings along a lot of discouragement. And Paul knew that when Paul says in 1 Corinthians, he says, I warn you, I warn you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, listen to what he says, that you all agree with one another so that will be no divisions among you that you may be perfectly united in mind and in purpose. Paul knew how dangerous division could be because a house divided against itself cannot stand. It will fall. Paul knew that. 
How in the world can the how in the world can the church make Jesus known if they're always fighting and fussing? How in the world can the church make Jesus known if we're tearing other people down? How in the world can we make Jesus known to the world if we're saying things behind people's back? How in the world are we going to make Jesus known when, when, when on our uh, Facebook page uh, we got a picture there with a cross in the background of our Facebook picture but then we're sitting there posting things with curse words, cussing out somebody because we don't agree with what they agree with. Crank my car, I might need it. Listen, I just want to tell you that there's a united purpose. God has a purpose for the church, and the purpose is to make Jesus known. That's what he says. I want you to be one. I want you to be one so you can make me known to the world. The church needs to have a bold witness. That's your purpose. That's your purpose. That's a united purpose for every one of us is to be a witness for Jesus Christ. In the church, in the early church, they needed boldness because they were being attacked. They were being attacked, just like the things that we're seeing today in our time. It might be a little bit different, but they were being attacked, and the whole goal behind the attacks was to silence the name of Jesus. And how crazy is it that 2,000 years later, that same battle was going on today to silence the name of Jesus? God Almighty, help us. There's a real battle going on today that political parties and government parties and anti-Christian groups, that, listen, you know what their goal is? Their goal is using, you don't use the name of Jesus anymore. Just like it was in the early church. No more Jesus or else. No more Jesus or else you can't come in this store. No, no more Jesus or else or you won't be able to come to this college. No more Jesus or else you're going to be sued. No more Jesus or you're going to be fined. No more Jesus or you're going to be arrested. Or, or no more Jesus, you're going to be put in prison. Or no more Jesus and we'll kill you. I'm just telling you, friend, the attacks, the division, the anger, it's real. And if we've, if we've ever needed the love of God and the boldness of God to carry out God's purpose, it's the day that we live in. And I'm telling you, friend, I'm here trying to be hopeful, giving Jesus our living hope, but I'm telling you, you better be ready. You better be ready. If we're going to be a witness for Jesus in these divided days, we need a church that's united in purpose. This is no time for the church to be divided. This is no time for the church to be silent. This is no time for the church to retreat. This is no time for the church to be asleep. This is no time for the church to live in fear. Listen, it's time for the church to arise in purpose so we can be a bold witness making Jesus known to the whole world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Bringing glory to God. A boldness, a boldness, a boldness. A boldness to be able to, span, a boldness to, be able to stand up and, and speak for Jesus Christ in these divided days. I'm amazed how we can stand up so easily and speak up for our political party that we stand on side of. But then we're scared to stand and speak for Jesus. I'm talking about a boldness in these last days that's gonna make Jesus known to this world. God, give us that boldness, a boldness to go after lost people and win them to Christ. Did you know that Jesus said it's time for you to go? He says, go and make disciples, go. 
God, help us to arise with boldness and go after the lost and win them to Christ. God, make me a soul winner. Make this church a soul winning church. Give us a boldness. Give us a boldness to be able to go walk over to that addict who's addicted to heroin and be able to declare over them that God has the power to set them free. Give us that boldness to be able to walk at work and go into the break room and over a co-worker and say, my God can put your marriage back together. A boldness. A boldness, a boldness that can walk up to a friend at school and declare over that friend that Jesus can break that addiction over alcohol and pornography and can lift and break those chains off of them. A boldness to be able to walk in a dark and desperate situation and declare that Jesus is the light of the world and that God can make a way. A boldness to declare that God is our healer. A boldness to declare that uh, the gospel is for anybody from anywhere. A boldness to declare in love that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Listen, a boldness that will bring glory to God. Not a boldness that says, you know what, this is my way and I'm right and you're wrong. No, a boldness that's gonna bring glory to God. A bold love, a bold grace, a bold mercy. You know what else we need? We need some bold peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Are you a peacemaker? We need bold peacemakers. We need bold ambassadors of reconciliation. Are you, are you a messenger of reconciliation? Telling people, you know what, we may not agree, but we can come together under the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because he is our king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. God, make us peacemakers. The United Church will have the power of God working through them to give them great boldness to fulfill God's purpose. What is that purpose? It's to make Jesus known. Will you make Jesus known at your work? Will you make Jesus known at your home like we heard about Miss Joyce in that beautiful service? Will you make Jesus known at your school? Will you make Jesus known when you go into Walmart? Lord, help us. Will you make Jesus known wherever you are and wherever you go? that God would make you a bold witness no matter where you're at. Man, I just sometimes feel like it's just a clock that's just tick, 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 and it's going so fast. And it's like time is running out. And I'm like, when, when are we going to get it? Is it? Maybe it's just God speaking to my heart. But when are we, we going to get it and realize that we are the army of the Lord Jesus Christ and we need to arise, we need to unite and fight in prayer. We, you need to unite behind the purposes of God and that's to go out and declare his love, grace, and forgiveness and declare the work of the cross and his resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God, help us, help us, God. We recognize that time is short. And we need to make sure that we, God, are united, the United Church of America. Pastor Kevin, Miss Amy, if you'll come and help me. The United Church of America, united in prayer, united in purpose. You know what God's purpose is here for this church, like every church, I would think, because this is really the heart of God, that we would be a praying church that loves God and loves people. Loves God and loves people, all people. That we would be a place, our purpose here, would that we would be a place of hope. I want people to come in and know this is a place of hope. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we lovingly warn you, but guess what, friend? You don't have to walk out of here discouraged and depressed because Jesus, he can come into your life. He can change you. He can set you free. You can become a new creature in Christ. The old things can be passed away, and everything can become new in your life. That's hope. So we want to be a place of hope for anybody from anywhere. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter who they are. And our united purpose here is to reflect the heart of Jesus Christ. And that was Jesus when he says, I've come to seek the lost. And he come to serve. And we want to seek the lost and we want to serve the suffering. And we want to share life together. That's God's united purpose here for this ministry, this church, his church. And the only way that we're going to be able to do this is if we remain united. Please, church, hear me. As we go forward each day and the attacks and the anger and the rage continue to amp up, please, please stay unified. Lift up your brother. Lift up your sister. Even if they got a different sign in their yard than you got in your yard. You still pray for them. You still encourage them. God, help us to be unified. God, help the church to be one. God, unite the church for his glory. That's my prayer. And listen, no matter what we face, and, and I, wish, I wish God sometimes, I don't know if I need to see it or not, but I just know whatever's up ahead, whatever we face, we have got to hold arms together. We have got to link together. We have got to stay united Nobody is going to be left behind. All we're going to do is just add more people to the link as we make Jesus known to the world. Oh, glory to God. Help us to stay united no matter what we face. United in love. United in peace. One God, one faith, one baptism, one body. Neither Jew nor Greek. Neither slave nor free. Neither male nor female. We are all one in Jesus Christ. We're all one. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for helping me. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence here right now. Lord, I pray over this church. I pray over the church, but I also pray over this church. Lord, that we would remain united even as the days become more divided. God, I pray that the church would become more united. And God, that we would unite in prayer and we would unite behind your purpose and your assignments. Your kingdom purposes, that's to make Jesus known. God, I pray right now and rebuke any work of the devil. Rebuke him right now in the name of Jesus. Declare unity, God, how beautiful unity is among the brothers. God, I pray for unity in this church. I pray for unity in the church. I pray that the body of Christ would be one, carrying out your kingdom purposes for your glory so we could see a manifestation of your power right here in our nation. Friend, if you're here today, and maybe you feel divided on the inside. Maybe your heart's divided because there's a wrestling going on between you, the world, and God. And you know, you know, you know right there where you are that you're divided on the inside and there's been a wrestling going on. 
And the question is, will you surrender to Jesus Christ and let him bring unity to you as you put your faith in him? If you're living in sin today, friend, if you'll just call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord and believes in him and trusts in him through the work of the cross, that he died on the cross for you, shed his blood so your sins could be washed away and you could have forgiveness. And through his resurrecting power, he's conquered death, hell, and the grave. And because he's alive, you can live too. Right there where you are, friend, nobody looking around, and you're here today, and you've just been divided spiritually, and you need to make things right with Jesus today, and you just want to say, Pastor, I want to accept the Lord. I want to rededicate my life back to God today. Just lift your hand right there where you are and say, that's me. Glory to God. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for being obedient to God. You can put your hand down. Nobody look around. Is there any others? Any others? Just lift your hand quick. Say, that's me. I know today I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to surrender to him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for this hand that's been lifted. And pray right now, God, for my sister, just to where she's there. And God, just begin to call on you, Jesus, and ask to just for forgiveness of sin and just surrender and submit our life to you. And God, if there's any others here today that need to do it, God, I pray right there where they are, they'll just submit and surrender and commit their life to you, whether they're on campus or whether they're online. I pray they'll make that decision today. Lord, I pray that the church would be united. Come on, church, I'm talking to you right now, that we would be united together in prayer believing for the hand of God to begin to move, the heart of God to begin to move. And we would see a manifestation of the glory of God right here in this nation, but most of all in our own hearts, minds, and souls. So let's pray right now, church. Father, I pray, God, for just a fresh feeling of your Holy Spirit. I pray right now, God, that you would give us that boldness to make Jesus known to the world. God, I pray right now that we would be light, we would be salt, God. God, help us today, oh God, with a supernatural boldness to be a witness for you and that we would be united in purpose, all for your glory. In the name of Jesus, let it be so, Lord. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kevin, say.